Hello, it's me. Yo, this show is about to be lit. I decided to share some of my uh, short stories that I got available for purchase on Amazon. Now, I always be talking about Tinder dating. Um, so much so that I have a lot of funny ass experiences. So I decided to put a few together. It's a short compilation. So I'm going to read one of the funniest ones to me. Um, it's called Changing Faces. Okay. So it's a little, this is a little story that I plan to tell about a date I went on. Didn't go so well. Oh, <laughs> bars. Right. Okay. So for real, uh, get into this story. Let me know what you think. Periodically, of course, we got to, you know, it's going to be a little sponsorship, but you know, I think you're going to want to hear it to the end. Changing faces. I remember when we first met and she complimented my hat. Compliment. Something the more masculine partner rarely, if ever, receives whilst dating chicken heads. Compliment. So that was my first hint that this one would be a breath of fresh air. Now, for those of you guessing that she flipped the script and flew off the handle based on the name of the chapter, you'd be wrong. She never did. She was the same sweetheart from start to finish. We exchanged numbers and I thought I wouldn't hear from her again, but we actually began a friendship. So when the off button switched on again with my former lover, I hit changing faces up. We decided to link and she met me in my house. I must have been a bundle of nerves. I mean, how could I not be? This was my first meetup with romantic intentions outside of my partner since October. It was March. Springtime. It was somebody new. I mean, it was with an exotic dancer prone to flattery whose demeanor and aura wreaked a southern comfort in a world where everybody wanted whiskey straight. Did I neglect to mention that dancer part? Yeah, she was always upfront about who she was. She mentioned she danced in the suburbs, that she recently moved back to the Chicago area, and had been dancing abroad. You know, by abroad, I mean Miami, Michigan. Hello? Well, anyway, back to my nerves. Y'all know I stay in a four-room studio, and I'm counting the bathroom as a room, so everything is a stone's throw away. Almost as soon as CF let me know that she was on the way, I felt a gurgling sensation in my stomach. I mean, a hot burning ringing of my insides I had to shit and I really wanted to hold it in I didn't want to risk funking up the house but this was beyond my control I had to go and boy did that shit stink it was like a lactose intolerant person ate a cheese log and the acrid smell of decomposing look it was bad okay I opened windows, I left outside for a minute, you know, I'm thinking, it can't be that bad. When I came back, the cloud of fumes hit me as I opened the door. Not only did it stink, but it was a hot stink. It was one of those smells that weighed something, like it was heavy. I realized, ain't no airing it out before she comes. I mean, I could leave the windows open, and I did. But after a while, I knew the smell wouldn't bother me, even though I may, it may still be in the room because I was sitting in it. I was marinating in funk. I was slightly embarrassed, but hey, I couldn't change my bowels. I figured I'd come up with some great explanation about the sewers or something if she mentioned it, but she never did. 
The next day, she told me that her nose was slightly congested and had been for days. So thank God for small miracles. Anywho, we live nowhere near each other. So it was a tad bit difficult to meet up. How in God's name, she made it from out west to my house out south with no ride. And without caring that she didn't have a ride, I'll never know. However, after the obligatory, I'm downstairs, call, it was on like Donkey Kong. I headed down the steps to unlock the front gate, and there she was. All bundled up in fall attire, looking Lisa Turtle cute. You know how Lisa was cute and all fresh-faced with little to no makeup. Talking about, Zach, we can't do that. And Screech, get away from me. Her lipstick was popping. Her full lips punctuated a sultry pout that looked downright edible on her peanut brown complexion. Shoulder length hair was just the way I remembered it. Her 5'5 slim thick frame was admirable. She was small with a dash of curves. In the words of Bruno Mars, that's what I like. As I approached her, her almond shaped brown eyes smiled. A wave of relief washed over me. This was going to be a lucky night. She walked in and began to peel off her protective layers. I took the somewhat excessive layers, and I'm talking about lumberjack shit level, if I say it was excessive. It goes without saying that spring doesn't normally start in Chicago until May. So I didn't say a word, and I put the hefty haul in my kitchen chair where most stuff got dropped off at. I awaited a question about the 400-pound funk gorilla in the room, but she didn't mention it. She hit me with another one of those compliments again, and I was floored. This apartment seems like just enough space. I could see myself with a space like this. It's just enough for one person, CF blurted. Now, in an independent poll, 79% of the people polled suggested that my apartment might be considered shitty. The floor in the kitchen needed to be pulled up and replaced as the years of grime were untenable and furthermore unmovable. The fridge was nightmarish, and the front door stuck, so I had to slam it just right every time I closed it. I fought the landlord for months to get the peeling tub repainted and the place fumigated for bugs. She told me she thought the space was cute. Oh, I know she's a keeper now. Either her standards are really low, or she wants to let me know that it doesn't matter about the tiny inadequacies a person might feel about the apartment. She wants to be with me, and it doesn't matter. My belief leaned towards the latter. You know, they don't make them like that no more. To get the party started, we moved into the common area, which doubled as a bedroom for me and my studio. She fancied herself a marijuana aficionado and proceeded to spark up a blunt. I had been warned over the phone earlier that day that she, A, needed to smoke, and B, didn't want to smoke alone. I hadn't smoked in forever, but CF explained that she didn't really drink. I thought I'd offer a little hospitality and took one with her. I was high after the first rotation. After that, I let her smoke alone and tended to my Ciroc tail. We got into Netflix and chill mode, had a little awkward conversation, followed by some less awkward conversation, and finally got comfortable. Too comfortable. So, changing faces was determined to be raw in front of her potential suitor, checking to see if a person could really handle the things she was insecure about, receiving her GED, or the things that she was fine with but society deemed risque. Stripping, without running. I was fine with all that, like I told her. Intelligence has very little to do with degrees. 
Getting good grades is fundamentally about obedience and memorization. But I question if enough courses are geared to help students think independently or critically. I used to bathe in my ex's stimulating conversation, and she received her GED too. I don't buy into the social stigma around education. And she wasn't the first dancer, current or former, I've dated, so that wouldn't be a problem. As long as a woman is up front and doesn't attempt to play me and give me misinformation, it's cool. Dancing is an occupation. I mean, make your paper, boo-boo. As the Twitter story said, you know, pussy's worth thousands. So none of that bothered me. Her kissing damn sure didn't bother me. Her soft, supple body underneath my fingertips was like a warm treat. I love being teased, so all that hot and heavy kissing was driving me crazy. Now, I didn't want to smash. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. When you open this, um, when you open it on the app, it's a little purple button that says support this podcast. Click on that and support this podcast, bro. Like, it's like subscriptions. Let me click this button. It's like subscription for like a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. You know, you can get a four for four for less than $5. I know y'all be buying them. So what I'm saying is invest that lunch money in me. Getting y'all some more content. $4.99 per month. $9.99 per month if you got money. Um, and we're going to make it pop. This is going to be a real lip situation. <laughs> now, back to the story. I don't prefer friendly pussy. I mean, you know the kind that got to say hey to everybody. So I try to lead by example. I mean, she was new. I couldn't bust it wide open. Not on the first date. It wasn't even a date. It's what the new school calls hanging out. I mean, but I didn't want to send her home on what I presumed was going to be public transportation because I wasn't going to call baby girl an Uber either. It was too late at night to send her home, so I told her she could spend the night. And that's when things took a turn. I need to get more comfortable, she said. I don't sleep in my makeup. Do you have a towel I could use? So I told her, you know, Big Papa got a towel right here. <laughs> Showed her to the bathroom. Of course, she needed something slight to wash her face, so I pulled out that trusty Jergens bar soap. You know, I'm sure the white rain body wash that I got from Dollar Tree, it would have been a little harsh on her baby skin. I stepped back out to the bedroom and waited. Now, what came out was a different face that went in there. I mean, my mom and the women in my family, they don't wear makeup, eyeliner, and lipstick. I mean, that's about as far as they go. So, to see a woman who's obviously mastered the art of sorcery go into the bathroom with one face that I didn't even know she had that much makeup on and come out with another dark circle, smoky-lipped, alternative facts version of prior events was far from what I was used to. Makeup should enhance a bit. Not change her. I bore witness to Superwoman becoming Clarkisha Kent Jackson that night. And it was scary. And she dabbled in the kitchen. Doing, I don't know what. She spoke about how her ex had told her that she embarrassed her one day when she came outside with no makeup. Mm-hmm. I could see that being accurate. 
She wanted to get even more comfortable, if that's possible. So she asked, would it bother me if she took off her wig? Off. Like, off your head, I thought. But I tried to play it cool, and I told her to have at it. I mean, after all, I'd rather get the full Monty than go along believing in the total facade. I have never seen somebody snatch a gaggle of hair off of their damn head, then proceed to ball it up and place it underneath my bed by one of the legs. Are you kidding me? I pictured the ball of hair becoming an eight-pound Brunswick specialty-made ball with finger holes that she just grabbed and headed up to the lane with. I pictured her throwing the hair down the alley at 10 pins set up with my mortified face on it, her getting a strike and maniacally laughing at it. Who balls up here to put it under the bed? I mean, you don't want a bag or a hanger, something. I don't know. To top it all off, she made mention of how she's free-forming her locks. So, judging by what's underneath, I'm going to feel like I'm cuddling with the weekend circa two years ago tonight. It's all good, shorty. And if you want to read more, because I know you want some more, you got to go to Amazon. You just got to go there. Search for Kenya, J-A-Y-E, Kenya J, with an E on the end, um, and pick it up. Go with your gut date, smarter, not harder. I'm talking facts. <laughs>